You're listening to Kiss My Aesthetic, your go-to podcast for bragworthy branding, marketing, and entrepreneurship advice. I'm your host, Michelle Winterstein of MKW Creative Co. Let's dive into the episode. Greetings and welcome back to the Kiss My Aesthetic podcast. I'm so excited to share this episode with you guys because I feel like this is a conversation I've had probably 12 times over at this point. And I want to make sure that we put it in podcast format so that it becomes a resource for you. I really think that as more businesses start to launch merchandise and start to launch programs and all kinds of different products out into the world, I want to make sure that we've got an idea or at least an observation of a playbook of what I think is the accurate amount of promotion for that launch, so to speak. So without further ado, I'm going to get into what I call an ideal campaign SOP. So ideal campaign scope of work. And this is really coming about from some of the work that we're doing with our clients now in getting their merchandise and their products launched and out into the world. So this is coming from a lot of real life examples. And I've got plenty of case studies for you in this episode. So you'll have to go check them out afterwards. First and foremost, we obviously know that we are in a culture and a society where we are always looking for new. We love novelty. We love a launch. We love a drop. We love exclusivity. There goes Wilson. But we also love kind of being Easter egged into these things, right? Think about, I mean, all the major players in the space. The queen of Easter eggs, Taylor Swift herself. We've also got, you know, like Beyonce dropping a surprise album or Skims drops or Kylie Lip Kits. Like there's kind of been a playbook, a game plan, a blueprint, so to speak, to follow. And I think we can take a lot of lessons from these different launches and implement them in your brand to keep your audience engaged with what the heck you are launching. So the way I want to structure this episode is kind of breaking into four different phases. So the example we're going to use is that you are a service-based business and you're launching your first ever matching sweatsuit that goes along with your brand or business. Let's say it's a sweatshirt and a sweatpants combo. We're going to use this example throughout and then kind of take it from there. So the four different phases would be this. First, teaser, then reveal, then launch, then shipping. Shipping, product placement, basically that the product is in the hands of the people that you want it to be in. Now, each of these, I would say, and don't kill me for this, but I would say each week, each of those four things I just mentioned should have their own week. So a week to tease a week to reveal, a week to launch, and a week to time with shipping and product in hands of customers. So to build out your calendar, you want to work backwards, right? So you want to figure out, okay, what week does this actually ship? Like, can we get this product in the hands of our people? Whether that's merch, in this instance, it's a sweatshirt and sweatpants. You know, you can kind of work backwards knowing when you can actually get the product in people's hands. So you need to know your shipping times. You need to make sure that that comes through on your calendar to know like if someone orders, is it 10 days before it can ship? Is it print on demand? Does it ship immediately? Like what are those timelines? And then you can build your calendar backwards from that shipping week. The reason you want to do it this way is you want to shorten the amount of time between when you've launched something and when it ends up in people's hands. And the reason for this is that you want to create a tight feedback loop between when you come out with something new and when people can have it. 
the longer amount of time that you keep between launching and delivery is an opportunity for people to drop off. And instead, we want someone to see a launch and then immediately within a week, two weeks, see people get those things so that they get the chance to order while you still have inventory, while it's still topical, while it's still something that they can take advantage of. So let's actually do this in backwards order. I think that that makes the most sense. So let's say you're launching sweatshirt, sweatpants, and you know, for example, that it can ship out on March 1st, right? People can start getting product arriving at their house March 1st. What we want to have in that shipping week, social media marketing wise, is loads of UGC content. So user generated content, making sure that those people know that when they get their delivery, you want them to post on their stories, post reels about you, tag you and stuff, etc. And you want to start to create posts on that shipping week that show how happy people are with that product. So that's UGC carousels, that's exam- images of product being sent out to customers showing the volume of orders that you got, and then all the reposts and UGCs that will come through naturally. That would be the shipping or delivery week, an ideal delivery week of a product. People should be posting about you left, right, and center. So we want to make sure that that week has the most buzz, the most traffic, because there's still an opportunity to make sales during that time when you've got a lot of people talking about your brand organically online. To back up to the beginning, because I was going to say do this in reverse order, but now I'm thinking that's not making as much sense. And I want you guys to follow the logic here. So the four different weeks we talk about, so a month of promotion, let's say the sweatshirt and sweatpants is launching March 1st. To go backwards, you'd have the shipping week. Before that would be launch week, before that would be reveal week, and before that would be teaser week. So that's a month of social media content promotion. To go backwards from that March 1 shipping date, that would mean February 1, for example, is when you should start teasing what the heck the thing is that you're launching. So teasers can look like a lot of different pieces of content. The ones that my team and I have been super excited about are kind of falling under reels, posts, and stories that have take on different looks, but kind of start to plant those Easter eggs or plant the seeds of why someone might be interested in what it is that you're going to reveal. An example of this would be starting to do stories that ask questions and polls that cue people into the theme. So when we used to do this with Hotel Lobby Candle, before we would launch a location-based candle, for example, we would style up the stories in the aesthetic of the new launch, but do fun things on them. Like, do you prefer coffee or tea? Do you like to get up early and see the city? Or do you like to sleep in and get breakfast in bed? And they feel silly, but the style and aesthetic, you're starting to subconsciously plant what that launch will be in the mind of your consumer. So those questions might also include, do you prefer the smell of smoky or sweet? So we're asking these poll questions to get someone to think about oh, what do I actually like? What would I want to see in a product? What would I want to see as a new center, a new city? And then we're always ending that series of questions with where do you think we're taking you next? Because you want to use that content from your audience in some of your other promotional materials, right? So if people are guessing correctly, you want to screenshot all that because you can make a reel out of that. If they're guessing incorrectly, you want to screenshot all that information because that demographic like poll style, question style information You can use to your advantage in future launches of future products, or you can just confirm and affirm your audience that they know you so well that they figured out what it is that you're doing. So that's one way on stories that you can start to tease things out and get people excited about what they don't even know that they want, right? So you're starting to kind of, again, 
get them warmed up to the idea of you bringing something new to the table. For posts, there's a few different ways you can go with posts. So doing behind the scenes content, some kind of teaser or carousel or collage about your mood or mood board inspiration, right? All great projects start with mood boards. Or even showing like macro detail shots of whatever it is that you're launching beforehand is a great way to keep people guessing. And what we're trying to create here is social buzz around the idea of coming back to this page to really see like, oh, they're doing something. I can see that the style is changing in the posts. I can see that there's kind of, you know, a coming soon, top secret kind of energy. And I think that that really pulls people into the brand and gets them paying attention to what your next few posts are going to be when they get more context clues into the product. So some brands that do this absolutely brilliantly are Summer Fridays and Skinny Confidential and Stony Clover Lane. If you don't know these brands, please go follow them because they are basically a masterclass in this tease content leading to reveal, leading to launch, leading to shipping. So I literally yesterday was going through backwards in their feeds to identify what different types of contents and how often are they posting before they're launching something. And believe me, it's way more than you think it is, right? So to go back, macro detail shots of the box or the tag or the texture. Like again, if we're using this example of like a sweatshirt, sweatpants reveal, think about like, can you take that super zoomed in 3X clip of the texture of the sweatshirt or the sleeve detail or the tag or the hoodie strings, right? So you can start to get people guessing what it is that you're going to be without letting the cat out of the bag too early. This is also when reels are your friend. Our team has been working to create a lot of kind of like vibey video clips that hint at the theme without giving it away, again, to keep your audience guessing. And also those brands I just mentioned, Summer Friday, Stony Clover, Skinny Confidential, they're doing the same, right? So when Skinny Confidential teased their butter brush, which we didn't know that it was going to be called a butter brush, their entire campaign was clips of butter, right? Photos of butter, montages of butter, people spreading butter on things, butter in scene in different flat lays or kind of iPhone photography content. Because then if you paid enough attention to the brand, you're like, okay, it's something butter related. Like we don't know what it is, but something is butter. So you're starting to kind of gamify and create these opportunities for your audience to feel really included in your brand by starting to give them little snippets, little tastes of what's to come. So you want them still to be making their guesses in the comments, trying to figure out where the heck you're taking them, what you're launching, what the style is, what's the reasoning, what's the backstory. So these are all happening through those like vibey video clips or kind of the make your guesses style content. The other type of content you can create in this teaser week are mid-journey AI images, immersive. So think about Let's say we're launching this sweatshirt, sweatpants, and the theme is teddy bear. So think about like, how can we make an entire room that's textured the same material as a teddy bear, for example? Or maybe it's based in color. Like maybe you're launching a navy blue sweatsuit, sweatshirt, sweatpants combination, and the navy blue is really inspired by the northern lights. And so you're going to mid journey and you're making all of these like night sky northern lights images to kind of like, put the consumer in the mind space of what it is the aesthetic is going to be for the launch. We do this with Dental Hygiene Nation. So if you paid attention on my socials this last launch, we did a Western theme collection with Dental Hygiene Nation. And so we went to Mid Journey and we generated out 
Western-themed dental operatory rooms in the brand colors. That's a perfect example of how you can start to tease the theme, keep it on brand, but start to tease the theme of something that if you weren't paying too close attention, you're like, wow, this is cool, but like, what does this have to do with the business? You're planting the seed. You're getting people excited to see what's coming next in this teaser week of content. So this should really be happening three weeks before your launch and four weeks before product is in hand of customers. So planning that out backwards, if we're using our example, if you know that you're going to launch a sweatshirt and a sweatpants on March 1st, February 1st, that whole first week of content should be dedicated to teasing people of what's to come. After the tease, week two becomes the reveal. This is where you want to start to unfold or explain what this is the theme, what is the mission, what is the vision for this item, and how can we get people excited for the actual launch date. It's really important that your reveal is separate from your launch. There's kind of different school of thought of how quickly you want those things together. Sometimes it's three days, sometimes it's a week, sometimes it's two weeks, but you want to create enough content that people can be excited about purchasing. And in the instance of Dental Hygiene Nation, what was happening is that some of the feedback from the audience is, I don't want the surprise to be ruined. But what you lose in that is that you lose the opportunity to get someone who's new to the brand interested in whatever that thing is. So there's ways you can think about it differently. I think another strategy that I don't even have in my notes here, but is worth a mention is you can decide if you want this to be public or if you want this to be private. Like you can decide if you want this whole entire campaign launch to be part of your public marketing, or if you want to cater to a specific group, like if your subscribers are all in a Facebook group or on a close friend story or in a discord channel, or there's some kind of community But I think regardless, you want this content to live where your consumers hang out. So if that's Instagram, if it's TikTok, if it's threads, if it's Facebook, like you want this tease, reveal, launch, ship to be happening where your people are, if that makes sense. So that was just kind of like an asterisk to side note. For the content that comes out in reveal week, obviously, again, reels or short form video posts and stories. Your stories should always include a countdown to launch day. This is really important. Again, you're going to capitalize on that traffic. You want people to click on that countdown reminder so that they get reminded, they get notified when they are available to purchase the thing, right? So creating a moment and kind of eventizing the launch gives it some specialness as well, because you want to be to the point where you want people to buy as soon as they possibly can on the chance that they might not be able to get it because you have limited inventory. Now, granted, when you're doing a print-on-demand service, your inventory is infinite. So it's kind of a fictitious sellout moment, but there's a lot of buzz and a lot of brand marketing and sales psychology behind saying, get this while you can because it will not always be available to you. Is that making sense? So play on that, hype it up. And also by having these launch days, you start to create a culture of people wanting to pay attention to what you put on social media so that they save their dollars, they save their resources in order to see whatever that thing is on launch day. And if they want it, they want it now. So playing up on that and kind of playing into that culture, making the stories have that countdown to launch day with the link to either pre-order or subscribe or get on your email newsletter. You can also incentivize people like, hey, our email newsletter will be able to shop an hour before everybody else. That's a great tactic to use. But you want the content that's going out in that reveal week to be really 
kind of showing the whole brand in its entirety or that whole launch in its entirety and how you came to that piece or that launch. So a way you could do this is like a carousel post that explains the theme and the inspiration, collages that are showcasing how you decided on that piece, stop motions or videos that kind of show an unboxing or behind the scenes or inside the Pinterest board, any kind of like coming soon posts. So again, these are great things like pin to the top of your profile, get people excited about something that's coming soon and get some hype and get some community around the actual launch day idea. So that's your content for reveal week. Again, summer Friday, skinny confidential, stony clover lane, hotel lobby candle. These are kind of your playbook gold star on how to structure this type of content. And really when you scroll through those feeds and you start looking at it with a careful eye, you can backtrack from like, okay, this is the day that they launched their midnight retinol serum. How many posts before that were they starting to tease it? And it's usually like 12, 16, 20 posts before the actual launch, they're starting to plant the seeds of what that thing is going to be. So we've covered teaser week, we've covered reveal week, then you're actually during launch week. So on launch week, this is where you can get really heavy with the assets and the posting on social. Because the idea on a launch week is that you want the maximum number of eyeballs on your brand, on your socials during this time, because you still have that window of opportunity for people to take advantage of that launch as soon as possible before that product, service, mastermind, digital resource is quote sold out, right? So some of the content that you could put out on launch day would be like collage reels, unboxings, you know, a video that then goes photo, 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 photo afterwards, short clips of UGC. So this is this launch day week or this launch week is when you'd want to start doing some of your influencer seating if that's part of your business model getting that UGC content. So how do you get other people to start talking about the brand? This does take a little bit more of like calendar scheduling ahead of time, but making sure that customers or clients that are your diehard hard converters, like they've got a following, they've got the following that you want, they've got access to an audience that you want, that they are getting that before everybody else, right? That there's a little bit of that exclusivity and that they're able to get on their socials and say, hey, this is amazing, you need it, or this is so cute, I love it check this out. They're launching this week. Get it while you can, you know, get it while it's hot, basically. Your call to action on your stories during this time should be subscribe now, shop the other pieces in the collection, take advantage of this opportunity, right? Like get it while the getting's good. Other pieces of content you could put out during this time would be more like macro detail photos of the pieces, any kind of carousel that explains the product itself, how it works, how you've, you know, decided to do zippers or not, or buttons or not, or different features of the product, that's really your heavy like education content is coming out in that launch week, right? The other thing that I would love to see more business owners do is when you are launching something, get on Instagram Live or TikTok Live and just do a Q&A, just like I'm doing right now, even recording this podcast. So getting on and telling people the whole story start to finish, it may sound repetitive. And you might be like, Michelle, I've been posting about it for two weeks, like people are just gonna have to figure it out. To hear it first person from the founder on launch day is always, always, always going to be an asset. Because that live can also be downloaded and repurposed, it can be shared, it'll live on your profiles. It's just such a great way to kind of encapsulate the energy of whatever that new offering that you're bringing to people is. And then it gives you a chance to really answer anyone's questions or they're like, sales objections immediately on that piece of content. So uh, whether you have your FAQs ready to go, or you've got someone off camera that are asking you questions, or you're 
kind of selling it QVC style and you're like giving people a breakdown of the thing and how it's great and why it works and why they need it. It's always a great idea to have a little bit of a live component on launch day. So think about that as well. The week after launch week finishes up, you've launched your product, you're getting loads of sales, of course, this is where we're going back to what I talked about at the beginning, which is that shipping week or delivery week. Again, we want to shorten the amount of time as short as possible between launching and delivery. So you can launch and immediately people can take advantage and get it shipped to them. But if you can kind of triage it in a way that you've got your VIP or your influencers or your UGC creators getting that content before other people, you want to give the opportunity for that content to see the life of day so that people who follow them can still buy the thing. There's nothing worse than sending out a bunch of stuff to an influencer or a content creator for them to post about it to then go to your site and the thing is gone or sold out or it takes forever to ship, right? So you want to make sure that you're timing that right to ensure that when someone is posting about your brand, that their followers can still take advantage of whatever it is the thing that you're trying to promote is ahead of time. So again, UGC content is key here, making sure you're doing those roundup carousels, people are posting about you on stories, you're posting them through, you're thanking them, you're sending follow-up messages. The images of the product being sent to the customers is also another great way to communicate the volume of what it is that you're doing. So think about, again, this like sweatshirt, sweatpants example. If you can get photos of like all the piles of sweatshirts or all the piles of packing labels or the piles of boxes or things that show volume, it's really important here because again, it's blending to the social proof of the idea. It's like, oh my gosh, all these people, like, look how many orders they're sending out. Like, I want one. Because then you get FOMO if you don't have the thing, right? So you're creating that FOMO moment. You're also using different ways to get people included in the brand and excited about the brand by showing, hey, look at everybody else that's super happy with the way that this turned out, right? So this is where UGC is key. And whether you do that ahead of time, coordinated, or you just let it run organically, this episode should be your absolute blueprint playbook for how long you should talk about a launch. There's all these crazy statistics that say things like to be exposed to the same message an average of 17 times before you take action, right? So if you're launching something and you post about it one time, first of all, consider the fact that the algorithm is not going to push that out to everybody. Even if it is pushed out to everybody, are they going to see it, read it, understand it? If they even see it, read it, understand it, are they going to take the action to go to an external website to then purchase the thing? What are their objections to the sale in the first place? But if the time that they're there, that's a lot to ask of an ideal client. So if you can long out and stretch out and eventize the launch of something, you have so many more touch points to get the consumer warmed up to the idea of what they want to purchase so that by the time that it is launch day, and they're on your website, they're like, yep, add to cart, no objections. I want this. I know I want this. I've seen this teased. I've seen what it's all about. I want a part of it. And I'm not going to wait. And I'm not gonna be like, well, maybe I don't. Well, maybe later, blah, blah, blah. Because you've created so much hype around what it is the thing that you're launching. This thing that people want a slice of so badly, right? So hopefully this episode was helpful to you. This again, this is like taking a campaign or taking a launch idea and making four weeks out of it from teaser to reveal to launch to shipping and delivery. So think about that as you start to structure your campaigns in the new year. I think this will help you with your social calendar. Again, your homework is to go look at Stony Clover Lane, to go look at Skinny Confidential, Summer Fridays, Hotel Lobby Candle. 
These are all really solid examples of beautiful launches that are orchestrated so wonderfully. We didn't even touch on like photography, videography, professional marketing here. This is literally just stuff that you could do with Canva, with a little bit of grit, hard work, and hustle to make sure that you're getting the most impact out of your next launch. If you loved it, please don't forget to share, put it on your stories, send it to a friend. If you want help with this kind of thing, because you're like, Michelle, you just blew my mind. My business does not know how to do this. Can we hire you to structure our campaign? The answer is yes. So you can head on over to my website, mkwcreative.co, put in all your details and put in there that you're specifically looking for campaign launch help. I will be happy to do that. Reach out if you need our help. Bye. Catch you next time. See ya. Thanks for joining us for the Kiss My Aesthetic podcast. Don't forget to follow along and leave us a review anywhere you listen to podcasts. We'll see you in the Kiss My Aesthetic Facebook group for years and years of behind the scenes content and over 5,000 connections with fellow creatives. For show notes from today's episode, please visit mkwcreative.co slash podcast. This episode was edited by Berta Wired and theme music comes from Eliza Vera and Nathan Menard. Catch you next time.